0: Turn with me, if you will, to the book of Hebrews, the first chapter. It's the book of Hebrews, the first chapter, starting with the first verse. When you have it, say amen. Amen. Hear ye the word of the Lord. Long ago, God spoke to our ancestors in many and various ways by the prophets. But in these last days, He has spoken to us by a Son, whom He appointed heir of all things, through whom He also created the world. He is the reflection of God's glory and the exact imprint of God's very being, and he sustains all things by his powerful word, and when he made purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high, having become as much superior to angels as the name he has inherited is more excellent than theirs. It's the word of God for the people of God, and thanks be to God. You may be seated. The uh, title for today's sermon is First Things First. I am uh, growing, or maybe it's growing on me, but my appreciation for the book of Hebrews is growing. Uh, wasn't always one of my favorite scriptures going one of my favorite books growing up, but it's starting to grow on me the more I study and delve into it, and the more I learn about it through my seminary studies, I, I begin to appreciate it more. Um, some of the early church fathers in the church, the early bishops back when we were counting days with three digits instead of four, the years with three digits instead of four, like First Clement quoted Hebrews, and I really like, too, that the, uh, the Greek in Hebrews is high, it's articulate. Uh, that means somebody who was well-versed in the Greek culture wrote, the book of Hebrews, and I like that because it lets me know that God's word is for everybody. Whether we are well-educated or not at all, whether we are rich or poor, male, female, whatever, God's word is for everybody. Amen. It it doesn't matter who, and I like the fact that we can have some books with high Greek and some books with low Greek, and we can have some books. They, they, they run the gamut. God's word is for everybody. There's nobody that cannot be affected and changed by the word of God. And that's why I begin to appreciate Hebrews. Uh, I am a lectionary preacher. And so I've been following a, a three year calendar that if I follow it to completion, I will have preached pretty much the whole Bible after three years. And when I saw Hebrews on the calendar for this time, It was supposed to go from like one to uh, like chapter two, verses 15 or something like that. But I couldn't get past the first four verses. It was so much that spoke to me in the first four verses that I had to stay there and and stay with the sermon. Because before we got to the great cloud of witnesses, before we talk about the hall of faith, before we talk about the definition of faith, we got to talk about how. Long ago, God sent the prophets, but in these days, he sent the son. Before we get into all of the deeper stuff, let's talk about first things first. Jesus. We can talk about a lot of different things and there are a lot of different denominations out there. But we agree on Jesus. We agree on the son of God. We that is who we can all come together and eat at the same table about right. jesus the way maker yeah. he's uh they talk about the the, the prophets because he's uh jesus is a, a better covenant for us the prophets came they tried to tell us but he had to send his son to die for our sins right. and that gave us a much better covenant an upgrade if you will When your phone stops working after a while, you get a better phone. But this one is unupgradable. This is the ultimate upgrade. This This is the best plan we can get. Jesus dying for our sins and rising again. There's no better plan than that. There's no better prophet being able to say anything. It's all about Jesus. And he is the heir of all things. And if he's the heir of all things... That means he's entitled. He owns. So if we need anything, we can take it to Jesus, no matter what's going on, because he's the heir of all things. And he's the heir of all things because he was there at the beginning. Gospel, according to John, says in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. And then it goes on later down about verse 14 to say that the word became flesh and dwelled among us. So because he's there at the beginning and he's the heir of all things, if ever we need anything, we can always go to him. Yeah. Yeah. I was uh, in a lecture and uh, one of the things that they had brought up about some of the early church fathers with us and, and Jesus being heir of all things and Jesus being uh both fully human and fully divine said that you know while they were hashing out things that we sort of just understand right now, they sort of had a problem with the two natures of Christ being both God and man. And it wasn't the God part. They had no problem with Jesus being fully divine. That was no problem. The problem that they used to have is what they call the foolishness of a gospel. Why would God put on human flesh come down here and live a life that we couldn't live and die a, die a death that we couldn't die for us mm-hmm. while we were yet sinners. That's hard to put your mind around that God is willing to do that for you, knowing that you were going to mess up. Yeah, yeah. He didn't have to do it. Mm-hmm. Didn't have to do it at all, but he did. Mm-hmm. For you and for me and for all of our sins. And They had a problem trying to understand that, and I got to admit that, I have a problem sometimes because I surely don't deserve it. When I look back at some of the things I've done, I don't deserve it. When I think about all the good things that Jesus has done for me, I don't deserve it. Why? Why will he come and save me from my sin? Save me from myself. Save me from death, hell, and the grave. I don't think I'm worth it. But grace. Yeah. His grace is sufficient. His mercy is everlasting and his his truth endures to all generations. And because of that, he was willing to do that for little old me. Even though I don't deserve it, he still did it. No question. He is the reflection of God's glory. The imprint of God's very being. I like that word glory literally means the weight The weight of God. And when you put weight on something, sometimes it presses things out. You put weight on the seed, it presses out what you need out of the seed to become a plant or a tree or the fruit. You put weight on a piece of coal it becomes a diamond. So it's not just something to enjoy, but it's able to bring out what we need. We're able to press our way through. And he is the reflection of God's glory and the imprint of God's very being, that word imprint kind of stuck out to me when I looked it up. To impress or to stamp a mark or outline on a surface, a lasting effect, a brand name. To impress or to stamp. Uh, I've been a parent now for about 19 months. Uh, I have a son and a daughter, 19 months and three months old. And it's been the best 19 months of my life. I've not experienced such joy as that is uh, having a son and a daughter. My son, Johnny Simpson, the third who you heard sealing off the scriptures with the amens earlier. And you know, (laughs) I find that kind of funny because he could be saying a whole lot worse. You know, they, they they but he picks up the a man's. We have a ritual that we do every night before he goes to bed because we want him to go to sleep. <clears throat> he gets half a sippy cup full of warm milk because we want him to go to bed. Um, and we let him drink that sippy cup of warm milk in his bedroom with the lights off because we want him to go to bed. Um, but uh, he drinks the sippy cup and the ritual is is he holds the sippy cup in his left hand and he reaches out with his right hand and taps my arm and he repeatedly taps my arm. That's his way at 19 months of saying, Dad, I can't see you, but I can feel you and I need to feel you even closer. And so he taps my hand or he taps my arm until I press my cheek up against his. And then he switches hands with the sippy cup and puts his hand on the outside of my head and puts me close while he drinks the milk. And he presses real hard. So much that it leaves a mark, both his hand mark on my cheek and my cheek on his cheek. And I leave a mark on him, but that's what he needs to feel comfortable before he goes to bed. But he leaves a mark. It leaves an imprint so that if you were to look at his face, if you were to look at the son's face, you would see the father. And if and if you were to look at the father's face, you would see the son. And so the very imprint of God's very being. We see that when God, when we want to look to God, we just need to look at the Son. And when the God looks at us, he sees the Son. And so he sees instead of us, he sees his son. He sees us being redeemed by the blood of the lamb. He doesn't see us. He sees Christ. The very imprint leaves a mark so that whenever we need to look at something, we can look at God. Whenever we need to look at God, we can look at Jesus. And whenever God looks at us, he sees Jesus. That that imprint leaves a mark. It's a lasting effect. When you see something, they also use the term imprint for when animals are first born or first hatched. Whatever they see first, they tend to imprint and believe that that is their nurturer, their supplier, their provider, their mother, their father. That's the imprint when a, when a little chicken is born, it imprints on the mother. And that's how they know to follow, follow them around. And that lasting effect, you, you can't really undo it once it's done first. You can't undo it. Whoever they imprint on, that's who they recognize as they sustainer and their, their life giver, their provider, their parent. A lasting effect. And Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. And as long as there was always going to be a yesterday, today, and tomorrow, he'll still be that. He did something 2,000 years ago that we're still talking about. A lasting Effect. Yeah. Yeah. There are a lot of things you can't sometimes remember what song you listen to on the car ride over here. Yeah. But 2000 years ago, a man who knew no sin, born of a virgin, died for our sins and got up on the third day with all power in his hand and is seated at the right hand of the father. Yeah. Yeah. A lasting effect. You can't undo it. He is the imprint, and it's also a brand name. Uh, My background prior to uh, getting into candidacy process and becoming a pastor of the United Methodist Church was that of an audio in audio and video production. So I'm quite familiar with sound systems, speakers, microphones, sound boards. I'm still quite familiar with it, but that was where I came from. This microphone is made by Shure. S-H-U-E-R. Shure makes some of the best microphones out. And I like them because they make them for everybody. If you need a $40 microphone sure makes it and makes it well. If you need a $7,000 microphone, sure makes it and makes it well. They think about things that you hadn't even really thought about like wireless mics work on frequencies and if a microphone cuts out you have to change the frequency of both the wireless microphone and the receiver which is actually putting out the sound. They made it where the microphone does that by itself. It's not something you think about, but if you was to pay good money to see a concert, you'd be mad if the microphone cut out. But they made a microphone that can switch signals quickly without you even noticing the microphone cut out. Now, it's going to cost you about $10,000, but <laughs> but sure, they make, they, make good 40, they make good $40 microphones, and they make good $7,000 and $10,000 microphones, and that is why I like Sure. If I was to purchase a product from Shure, it would come in a box and it would come to me even if I if I bought it from the store if I bought it directly from the manufacturer it would come in a box with me and it would have a warranty on the on top and a and a uh user manual as well along with the product and they put the user manual on top of the product so that you can read the manual first and know how to operate the product effectively. Now, I know sometimes, myself included, I might skip past the manual, but the manual is going to have a lot of information that I need in it in order to operate the microphone properly. You can have a phone, and if you didn't read the manual, you might be able to do five functions with it, but it actually have... 10,000 functions on it. I remember when I first got a BlackBerry, I uh, would play with it, and I'd text and email and do some other things, and then somebody else came up to me, and they was able to watch TV on their BlackBerry. How you do that? I read the manual. <laughs> but back to the, this product. Now, if I was to buy a sure microphone and the product was defective, I would call the manufacturer immediately, I, I, even if I bought it from a store. I don't call the store. I call sure. And sure gives me what's called an RMA, a return media authorization. And I then can take it back to the store, ship it back to them and they'll fix it free of charge. As long as it's not something I broke on purpose. And if they can't fix it, they'll replace it. And apologize for sending me a product that was broken. And it's not so much that they like me as a customer, but they have a brand name to protect. And because they have that brand name to protect, they're willing to do whatever it takes to make sure that their name is their name and it is important and it is valuable. That is how sure stays above all of the competition. Because they're willing to fix whatever you did or whatever was done wrong. And manufacturing means it's something made by the hand of the maker. And the manual, the word breaks down into either the hand or the mind of the maker. And so we were made by the hand of the maker. And we were given a manual to follow in order to function properly and get everything that we needed out. But something went wrong. And so whenever a sure microphone breaks, you can't just take it to anybody. You have to take it to an authorized representative to fix it. I mean, you might want to, but uh, they they may not be able to do everything that the authorized representative can do because they can fix it right. And so here we are made by the hand of the maker. We have a manual, but something went wrong. And so the manufacturer sent an authorized repair representative to come fix what was wrong. And they called him Jesus. And he came down and fixed everything. And then after he fixed it, left us with a warranty. So just in case anything else is broke. We can go, we can still get it fixed under our warranty, a.k.a. the Holy Spirit. So if something's wrong with my microphone, I can say, hey, help me. The microphone's broken. But if something's wrong with me, I can say, help me, Holy Spirit. They're wearing me down on my job. Help me, Holy Spirit. I need to get better with my family. Help me, Holy Spirit. My money is low and bills are due. I can call because I'm covered by an eternal warranty. And when he fixes it, fixes it right. Why? Because it's the name. Not just because I'm a good customer, because Lord knows I'm not. But it is for the name. It is the name above every name. The name that when you call it, demons flee. The name that when you call it, every enemy is defeated. The name above every name. The Bible says, therefore, highly exalted and gave himself. That is the name above every name that at the name of Jesus Christ, every knee shall bend and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. It's for the name. It's the name above every name. And because of that name, you can live because of that name. You can have life and have it more abundantly because of that name. You are healed because of that name. Your family is whole because of that name. Everything you want is available through Jesus Christ in the name of the father, in the name of the son and in the name of the Holy Spirit. The doors of the church are open.